basketball to uh, end the podcast. We got to preview the Yankees series coming up. But we're here for one reason only, my friend. And that is to dance on the grave of Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool. I was going to come in here and compliment them and give them credit. But the amount of fucking whining I'm seeing on Twitter about it should have been a handball. Oh, you got dominated in the second half. The Jesus penalty, the Jesus penalty, it was a penalty. That gets called all the time in the Premier League now. Soft or not, this isn't 90s Premier League. That's a penalty every time. And whether we got that or not, we were winning the game. Besides the Firmino goal, you did nothing in the second half. Absolutely nothing. So if I hear this, we deserve the draw, or we, you didn't deserve a fucking thing. You get one shot on goal on, in the second half, and you don't deserve anything. The only people that deserved anything yesterday were the Gunners, Arsenal, Gabriel Martinelli FC, Bukayo Saka FC, Gabriel Jesus FC. That's the only fucking team that deserved anything. So quit your fucking whining. You're conducting yourself like Tottenham Hotspurs fans. You guys have been brilliant in the past five years. And all I'm hearing is fucking crying from you guys. Give us props. The better team won yesterday, you fucking scouser pussies. I'm done. Yes. The answer is yes. Last year we couldn't, but but we could definitely do it now. Gabriel Jesus has changed the team. He's a mixture of Aubameyang and Lacazette. We had Lacazette. All Lacazette could do was hold up play. Gabriel Jesus does that better than Lacazette. Aubameyang was just a finisher. Gabriel Jesus is a better finisher than Aubameyang. Period.
are, are those just one-off results? Because you're acting like a team that hasn't won the league four out of the last five years. You're going to have bad one-off results. But how many teams are going to fucking park the bus? Tottenham will do it because they're gutless. Um, but a lot of these teams now, which is why I'm enjoying the Premier League, Fulham's not parking the bus. They're playing. They're going at you. They're going at you. All these teams are going at you. Nottingham Forest probably should park the bus, but they come at you as well. They don't fucking, they, 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 they probably should defend a little better. But who's doing that? There's no Burnley in the league. Burnley was the toughest team because they'll sit there, they'll play well-organized, 10-in-the-box football, and they'll be impossible to score on. <laughs> Burnley's in the championship, okay? So we don't have to worry about that. So who's doing that? And let's worry about that on another day. Because we played Liverpool, you know Liverpool's going to come at you, and we did not sit back. We came right back at them. You know, first, first, first minute, Gabriel Martinelli put some fucking respect on his name. One of the best wingers in the Premier League, 22 years old, and he's about to sign with us till 2028. And that's that's the biggest thing. Is we know Arsenal has the best talent in the Premier League right now. Young talent, under 23 talent. Saliba, Saka, Martinelli. Some of the best talent, right? We know that. Ben White's young. Aaron Ramsdale's young. Jesus is young. Jesus is only 25. He, he might not have even hit his prime yet. That's why I'm so excited about him. He's a different player under Arsenal, and that's no slant at Man City or Pep, but some guys need to be the man, and Jesus is the man here. And, and Arteta's empowered him. We have to give Arteta pr- credit for that. But we have the youngest team. Our oldest player is Granite Jacka, and he's only 30. He's still, he's still got a couple good years in him. So we have to put some respect on Martinelli. When we're talking best wingers, best left wingers in the league, you have to mention the guy. The guy got Trent sent off at the 30-minute mark. I don't want to hear about an injury. Martinelli ripped him to shreds. He ripped him to shreds last year. He sent Jordan Henderson into the shadow realm, cut him up, assist to Saka, one minute, scored a goal, 10 out of 10 performance from Martinelli. The kid is serious. And I've been saying for the longest time, because last year we had Smith Rowe banging in 10 goals. We had Starboy Saka starring for England. I've always maintained our best talent is Gabriel Martinelli. You're welcome. He, he introduced himself yesterday. His coming out party was yesterday. If I hear a conversation, best wingers in Premier League, and he's not in it, the conversation's over. He has to be in it now. Four goals, three assists in eight games. Who, who's Mo Salah? I, I didn't see anybody by that name playing yesterday. Who? I'm sorry. I didn't see a Mo Salah playing. Maybe because he was in Tommy Asu's fucking pocket the whole game. And he got subbed off at the 60th minute. I agree. He, he was trashed before he got paid. He really started slacking off in March of last year. He got those, like, 20 goals.
Liverpool tears right now is what I'm sipping. If you hear if you hear me in the background, Liverpool tears, you fucking pussies. So much fucking whining. Just give us credit. How many? They call you Liverpool for a reason. How many fucking calls have you benefited off of? I watched Virgil Van Dyke stamp somebody's foot and not even get a red card. Stamp somebody's ankle off and not even get a, a yellow card. Liverpool. You should be the last team complaining. Manchester United and Liverpool benefit from the whistle all the fucking time. We'll talk about Liverpool later. But let's let's talk about Arsenal because they deserve the credit. And everybody's trying to not give them credit again. You haven't played anybody. Oh, but when you did play somebody, the refs helped you. I, I still hear Tottenham fans crying, by the way, as well. That Emerson Royal got sent off. One of the worst one of the worst wingbacks in Europe. If you guys think Perisic is the the best wing back in Europe, then Royal's the worst wing back in Europe. And and him getting sent off does not matter. So shut the fuck up with that too, because I'm tired of that shit. You can't go to you can't go to fucking the Emirates, park the bus for for forty percent of the game, and then think you you deserve the fucking win. Arrogant fucking fans. But yeah, Gabriel Martinelli FC. Like I said, for me, he's always been the guy that is going to be world class. Osaka will be world class as, as well. And we'll talk about him because I was very impressed by him yesterday. And for everybody who thought he was falling off, sorry to disappoint you. The boy's a star. The boy's a star. But yeah, Martinelli, the way he runs all game, I mean, you if you're a team that's playing Arsenal now, you have to be worried about all their front three, even Odegaard, because Odegaard presses like hell too. But you got you got Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Martinelli, and Bukayo Saka pressing you like a motherfucker all game, and they don't get tired at all. They played 80 to 90 minutes yesterday. I didn't see them sweating. I didn't see them huffing and puffing. I didn't see their coach yanking them off at the 60th minute at halftime because they got ripped up. It's one of the best front threes in the Premier League, period. And Martin Odegaard is a hell of a presser as well. So we got to put him in there too. But yesterday was guts again. We saw it in the Fulham game and we saw it in Liverpool. Like I said, if we didn't get that penalty from Jesus, there's no doubt in my mind we would have won that. We have the resilience. We have the belief. We have the fans, the unity with us. We dominated that second half. The goal was coming, my friends. The goal was coming. So. I don't want to hear about that. It was a great performance. Mikel Arteta is looking like the guy a lot of people thought he would become. He's looking like the real deal. Makes a move that's very, very Pep-like. Kieran Tierney, Zinchenko, two great left backs, two of the best left backs in the Prem. Zinchenko's hurt? Okay, we'll slot Tierney in. Nope. He said I'm putting Tamiasu at left back today to pocket Salah. Worked out perfectly. Like I said, Mo Muhammad who? Because I didn't see him do a fucking thing yesterday. At all. At all. He did nothing yesterday. So, yeah, he, he was terrible. Great move from Arteta. He got it right. Ben White. Got to put respect on this guy's name. He's gone against Jota. He's got against Luis Diaz. He's gone against uh, Son. He's gone against Zaha, and he came out unscathed every time. Reese James, Cancelo, Ben White. 
three best right backs in the Premier League right now. Period. He deserves to be up there. He deserves to be up there. He's been sensational. He's getting better every game at right back, too. Seriously. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Thomas Partey, stable, stable. I'm just going to say a few more things and I'll let you go. But, you know, I, I had to get this stuff off my chest. Thomas Partey, rough first half. Rough first half. Dominated the midfield in the second half. Dominated. Granite Jaka also did well in that second half. Saliba made a mistake on that second goal. But still, solid, solid game overall. Gabriel with the dummy of the year. A center back. Dummied Virgil van Dijk and Matip. Dummied him for that second goal. So we have to start discussing whether he needs to come out for a few games because the mistakes from Gabriel are starting to pile up and get to a concerning level. But he has a great mentality because he never lets those mistakes get him down. So if he can iron those mistakes out, Saliba and Gabriel is a deadly center back pairing for years to come. That's another young guy. I think Gabriel's only like 23. So it's just a lot exciting. And, you know, I, I'm tired of the whole we can't give Arsenal any credit. It, it's time to say, it's time to say they are in the title race. As long as Manchester City's looking up at Arsenal, they are in the title race. Now, who's going to win the league is a different different discussion. But we're 10 weeks in now, and Arsenal's above Manchester City. That's a quarter of the season. We still have a long way to go. But as long as they're there, above or within a point or two of City, they are in the title race. And we have to, have to give them the props. And I'm so excited about this team right now. So many great players to get behind. And, yeah, I love it. Oh, um, Saka, before I, you know, let you get your uh, get your analysis off. But Kyle Saka, just a hell of an impressive kid. 19 years old, Euros, misses a penalty, immediately cries, loses, loses it for England, loses the Euros for England. That could wreck a young man's career. Completely, completely could wreck it. What does he do? Yesterday, penalty kick. Jesus gets the penalty, wins the penalty. Saka grabs the ball and says, I'm taking it. Virgil van Dijk swatting at him, trying to get in his head. Allison, one of the best goalies in the league, trying to get in his head. Buries it in the corner. That's his third made penalty. All three were beautiful penalties since the Euro miss. That is a stud right there. This kid is special. This kid is special, and I'm glad he's a gunner. Absolutely glad he's a gunner. Legendary player. Love the kid already. But, uh, yeah, it was just so exciting. So exciting. I'm really excited about this team. Flop, clop. Go ahead. Power.
Oh, good point. Good point. Beautiful. He's got to stay there. Been great. Mhm. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, I love him too. He's going to push Odegaard. He's going to push for Odegaard's spot, trust me. Because yesterday you saw it in the game, Odegaard, he's so hesitant to shoot. He had a point blank. He could have put that game away. Would have been 3-1 within the first five minutes. And he hit it right at him. And I don't get it because Odegaard has a great left foot. But he's always looking for the pass before. And from what I've seen from Vieira, Vieira was the total opposite. The the dude loves to shoot on goal. He gets the ball. Oh, I have a spot. Boom, shot. And I love that. I love that. And I'm, I, Odegaard's the captain, but he's gonna Vieira's gonna push for his spot. Mark my words. There's gonna be a time in this year where in these Europa games, Vieira's putting on clinics, and we're gonna say, should he be starting over Odegaard? I mean, I love Odegaard, but he's bringing a different dynamic and. If he if he brings that that those goals, I mean, yeah, Gabriel Jesus, he's not a twenty five goal scorer. He's not going to need to be on Arsenal because because look at our, look at our goals already. Nine games into the season, Odegaard three goals, Gabriel Jesus five goals, Saka three goals, Martinelli four goals, 
They're getting goals from everywhere. Granit Xhaka's putting a few goals. Saliba's putting a few goals. They're getting them from everywhere. And that's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. That's the way we're playing. Aston Villa just tied it up against Forrest. I got it on over here. Ashley Young. Fucking remember them, the bird shit in his mouth. But, um, but yeah, we're going to keep getting them, man. And, yeah, it's the future is very bright for this team. Very bright. And like I said, we're in the we're in the title contention now. We have to we have to be serious. We just beat Tottenham. We just beat Liverpool. We dominated both games. We were the better team. We didn't like Nico win. We dominated both games. We proved we were. And I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I wish we were playing City in in ten days like we were supposed to. I would have loved to see how that game went. I think it would have been a great game. I think that's City. I'm not saying we would have won, but I would have loved to see how we fared in it. I would have liked our chances with the way we're playing. I would have liked our chances. I obviously, you know, that's what I'm saying. You guys are leaking some goals, so I think it would have been a hell of a game. Yeah. And, you know, I went at Liverpool, but they played a good game yesterday. But we, we played better. And let's let's move on to Liverpool. Um, what did you think of their performance? And um, you got them next. So how are you seeing that individually? I'm sure you have some comments on uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, and, yeah, what did you think? What'd you say? You broke you broke up there. What'd you say? And so yeah, I, I think why Trent is particularly being very to me he was always shaky defensively, but it's at that point this year where I, I think we were sending the meme back and forth, but he got memed with Harry Maguire yesterday, which was hilarious. And I'll, I'm gonna link that on the as a podcast cover, uh, the episode cover for this because it was fucking funny. But yeah, I, I think it's because Virgil has taken a step back. I mean, Arsenal—they were not scared of Virgil at all. They were going at him the whole game. He just doesn't look like the same. He doesn't. And you know, Virgil Van Dyke was probably covering for Trent Alexander-Arnold's missteps defensively, and 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 mishaps defensively, right? He was probably covering best center back in the world in probably the past five years. He's taking a step back, and and guess what? Trent is being exposed badly. That second goal where he pretty much dove past Martinelli, what the fuck was he doing? I, I don't – that was just awful defense, defense, defending. He ran right past Martinelli. 
I mean, I didn't, he ran it. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. And yeah, I think, you know, their whole back line has taken a step back and it's really exposed Trent. I mean, you have to think about Joe Gomez came in and looked way better than him defensively. He actually gave Martinelli some trouble in that second half. I'm sorry, but it's probably a good thing that Trent is hurt and out for that Man City game because Pep would fucking Phil Foden, Phil Foden would have ended his career. Martinelli would have would have put him in the body bag. Foden would have buried the body bag next week. They will be dead, and yeah, Arsenal gets a goal within a minute yesterday, and I saw a stat: Liverpool's given up, uh, the, is letting the other team concede at a crazy rate. So, yeah, Man City scores early there; it's it's game over. It's game over. That that and that crowd will, it will be squeaky bum time for that crowd. Dude, Burnmouth's in eighth place. How crazy is that? Burnmouth is in eighth place right now. That's insane. Above Liverpool. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. But yeah, so you have Flop Clop as your name today. What 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 are your thoughts on Jurgen Jurgen Flop? All right, I, I want to hear this. I love it. Ederson at midfield.
Noodles. They're looking funny in the light. Mm -hmm. Noodle. He was supposed to go to United. So do you think it was smart when uh, when Noodles did the crying motion at the Arsenal fans when he equalized 1-1 in the 30th minute? Do you think that was a good move? No, but I want to hear this theory. <clears throat> For me, no.
you can't see uh, you can't see Klopp doing some Latin dancing in the locker room with the with the Diaz and Noodles. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was. Oh, besides English and German, he does also speak uh, that language. It's called bitching and moaning. Bitching and moaning. It's you ever heard that language? He speaks it a lot. But uh, yeah, so we'll move on from this one. Talk about the other games. Well, what are your what are your thoughts? Luis Diaz out ten weeks. Trent. Trent is probably going to hide in bed and suck his thumb for the next four weeks, so you probably won't see him as as well. Um, so, what, what are your? We'll preview the game later in the week, but what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, City going to Anfield next weekend? And they have a Champions League game, right, coming up? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to be feeling a little bit better. I mean, Luis Diaz out for 10 games, that's a big that's a big loss for Liverpool. I mean, the guy's a problem on that left-hand side. Yeah. I mean, you lost to them in that Community Shield game. They played really well in that game. And I'm saying, I, I think Man City goes into that game and, and says, hey, Liverpool, you're, you're not even in our fucking – you ain't even in me classa. You ain't in my class, brother. You ain't. I think, I think City could do some damage. And then, you know, I think we could say, hey, Liverpool, welcome to the European Conference League. How you doing, guys? Welcome. Come in here, Klopp. How you doing? Come in the conference league, my friends. I think top four is in jeopardy. It's in jeopardy.
They're 14 back now. So so they could be – I mean, Arsenal has Leeds this weekend, which will be a tough game. Leeds away is always a tough match. They have a good crowd there. It'll be a, it'll be a tough game. I mean, we, we have to go to Norway Thursday, and you're go, coming back and then going to Leeds, uh, Ellen Road. It, it's two tough games. I mean, we probably won't play starters midweek, but it'll be tough. You know, I think we'll win, but – not an easy game. There's 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 easier places to go. But anyway, and then so if City smack Liverpool, they could be 17 and 16 points behind. And then Chelsea's starting to hit you know some kind of form. Even though I think it's hilarious how you know they beat two relegation teams and they're all like, yeah, Chelsea's back. Meanwhile, Arsenal beats Crystal Palace and and Brentford and no, oh, you guys haven't played anybody. But you know, Chelsea beat two relegation teams, and you know everybody's willing to say that Chelsea's back and woohoo and let's go. And Pulisic's the greatest player of in, in America. You know, stupid shit like that. But yeah, I mean, we we can really say Liverpool's in trouble, and I think their ceiling today is fourth place. That's their ceiling, and you know they'll. Today, that's their ceiling. Maybe third, but I don't think so. Uh, I think that's their ceiling, and maybe, maybe you know, they'll always be deadly in a cup competition. But yeah, uh, yeah. Let's move on to the rest of these games. Uh, I have the Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest are playing on this uh, TV right now on my iPad, and it's one-one Villa. What do we have for that game, predictions-wise? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, let's go through these games one by one. Um. All right. Let's start with uh. Let's start with the boring games. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, Burnmouth. We're talking about them. Beat Leicester somehow. Brendan Rodgers is still survived. There was rumors this morning that he was getting sacked, and as of now, he still has not been sacked. Amazing. Burnmouth win two one. They were down one nothing. And they come back and win. And Burnmouth, after all those beatings they took from Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City, right now are sitting in eighth place. Hella impressive. Um, that's impressive. Did you watch that game at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely huge. I mean, you're looking at the teams in the relegation zone. They're they're, they're six points above Wolves, and then they're um, eight points above Leicester and Nottingham Forest. So that's fucking huge. That's huge. And props to them because 
they were when they had those three games against City, Liverpool, Arsenal, and they lost by like a combined seventeen nothing. You're looking at that Burnham team and saying, this has potential to be one of the worst Premier League sides of all time. And they've held it together, and you know, props to them. They, I, I believe, they sacked their manager. Yeah, and the new guys come in, and he's getting results. So you know, big up to them. I didn't really watch the game, but that's impressive. That's very impressive. I mean, we, we've been shouting out Fulham, Fulham, and they're sitting, you know, a point above Fulham, and we've been saying how impressive Fulham's been. So yeah, props to them. Um, also, another couple games I did not watch at all. Um. I watched the rest of the games, actually. Yep. <laughs> One second. I'll be right back. Lester fucked me is a is a saying that we're going to be saying a lot this season. Yeah, you're an you're an idiot at this point if you're expecting Lester. The only thing you can you can bet on is a James Madison goal. That's about it. He's the only reliable thing on Lester, um, and also Lester conceding goals. That's very reliable as well. Yeah. Well, they had that 4-1 earlier in the week, and I'm like, okay, now they're going to pick up form. And no, nah, no. Nah. I'm, yeah, I'm completely done with them. Honestly, I think my relegation pick was good for that. I think I honestly think they're getting relegated. And they're continuing with Rodgers, so I think they're okay getting relegated, I guess, because all these other teams are sacking their manager. You know, Forrest is talking about – well, actually, I think Forrest extended their manager for some reason. Something happened weird there. But – you're seeing a lot of managers get sacked. Uh, West Brom's manager in the championship just got sacked today as well. Uh, Wolves have sacked their manager, you know. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm truly baffled at this situation because a couple years ago, Leicester was the team coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Then we had Chelsea. You know, Chelsea's back, guys. Chelsea's back. 3 nothing against Wolves. Wolves continue to not be able to score. It's unbelievable. 
unfucking believable. Another goose egg from Wolves. They have, yeah, oh yeah, I'm big time done with them. Um, they have scored three. Yeah, you keep picking them, and I, I said it last week. Why do you keep picking them to score? Until they score, just go with the goose egg. And yeah, I mean it's it's embarrassing at this point. Three goals on the season they have. Three goals. And I think one game they scored two goals. So they haven't scored in about seven games, this this Premier League run. It's bad. It is bad there. And, uh, you know, as bad as they are, everybody's like, oh, Chelsea, how incredible. They beat relegation fodder, okay? You know, it's it's always funny to me how these they, they, everybody's so quick to praise these other clubs. But meanwhile, Arsenal have to fucking continue to prove themselves. When they've been good, I mean, let's be honest, they blew it last year at the end, but there's circumstances for why they blew it, okay? They had some major injuries, but, you know, there's never an excuse for Arsenal. Arsenal, until they win the league again, it won't be enough. And when they do win the league again, there'll they'll be a reason, oh, you know, uh, something, something, something happened. This, this club had a lot of injuries. They'll never fully give Arsenal credit. People hate Arsenal, and we'll have to have a conversation about that because there there is something to it. I don't know what it is. Is it AFTV? AFTV, you know, a lot of people hate AFTV for how they treated Arsene Wenger, but, you know, there was a lot of toxicity at that time, and Arsene Wenger over, over, overstayed. He overstayed. He should have left probably in about 2011, and it got toxic there, and everybody turned Wenger out, and people hated how they treated him, but, you know, they were upset. And it is what it is. And that that's what being a fan is. And I enjoy AFTV. You know, it's it's truly a fan channel. Fans, fan is short for fanatic. Fans are crazy. When, when they're the, you're the greatest team in the world, you lose two games in a row, I want everybody fired. Get them the fuck out. I mean, it truly captures the, the fandom. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll do a podcast about that one day. But, yeah, what did you think of the Chelsea game? Well, yeah, because they play midweek as well, right? Yeah, they play Milan again. They're going to Milan. Yeah, he's not going to start.
And you and and you know what this this club, you know, one of the reasons I give props to Liverpool is because they did it organically, right? They sold Coutinho and they built organically. They didn't drop three hundred mil in and out of transfer windows like Chelsea does. For Chelsea, two years ago, that Thiago Silver summer transfer window, they spent about three hundred million with Werner, Silver, Zayech. They thought, oh, you know, Chelsea's going to win the league. They weren't close at all. Last year, Chelsea was on top in, in until October, November. All these Chelsea fans were telling me, we're winning the league. And I'm saying, you're not keeping pace with Man City with your fullback scoring goals and your attackers aren't getting goals at all. That's not going to happen. Sorry. Did you just start watching Premier League yesterday? And they then they end up losing the league by about 20 points once again. And this year, they won't be in it at all again after another $300 million transfer window. Why isn't there enough Why isn't there enough chatter about that? Because with the money they spend, for them to consistently finish 20 points behind Manchester City, it's pretty fraudulent and disgraceful. That's what I think. I mean, I would love my club to spend $300 million every fucking transfer window. I think we'd be a hell of a lot better than Chelsea. We already are a hell of a lot better than Chelsea, spending half as much as them. And don't give me, oh, it's the net spend. Or when you buy players for a big money, you're able to sell them for big money too, most of the time. Lukaku, different story. But Jesus Christ, not enough is said about that. For them to for them to lose the league the last three years by a combined about 70 fucking points, a joke with the amount of money they spent. Philanthropy. <laughs> Yes. 
Very passionate. Let's go to the Etihad now. Actually, what were the scores for Burnmouth Leicester? We oh, we already did that. What uh, what were our prediction for Chelsea Wolves? <laughs> I hit it on the head, right? Fuck! I thought I had three. No, damn it. Oh. All right, all right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Man City, Southampton, four zero. Man City. Did I hit this one on the head? I said four zero. Man City. We'll talk about that one next. Did I hit this one on the head? Yes. And I got the full Phil Foden go. Boom, that's a four-pointer, motherfucker. You look you look rattled like Tony Gar said. <laughs> Did you? Oh fuck, you had <laughs> And I got two, right? Prop it. All right, but if we include the prop bets, I got three extra points. Yes. No, I got the Tottenham one too. I picked Tottenham under 40, 44%. Yes. No, no, there's no relaxing. I'm rubbing your fucking nose in it, mutt. Okay. All right. Why, why are you telling me to hold on? It's one one right now. Why are you telling me to hold on? I mean, that's a good. I, I finished three points more than you this week. I think I deserve it. What What did you predict for this Nottingham Forest Villa game again? Ah, uh, so you. This is why you're saying that. You think it's not holding? It's not holding. Philip Coutinho is going to hit a banger. What did I pick? All right. Well, you know what? Hopefully they hit it. Um, so City, Southampton, I got to be honest, I didn't watch that game at all. Um, yeah, I didn't watch it, dude. I knew you guys were going to dominate, hence why I picked it right on the head, 4-0. And I picked the Phil Foden go. I'm the prophet, Elijah Muhammad of the Etihad. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you said you were worried about the game, and I said Southampton on the road is not a, not a problem at all.
Yeah, I mean, I think I think certain city games are pretty easy to predict, like home against Southampton. I think like some like weird ones where they're going on the road to Villa Park, like stuff like that, where you know they have a Champions League game on the horizon. You could pick a closer game, a two zero, two two, something like that. But yeah, a closer game. City's dominating. Let's be let's be real. Uh, they're, they're my title pick, obviously. Everybody else's as well, except you who pick Liverpool like a gutless mutt. <laughs> so what's your analysis of the game? Yeah. You've been slandering him. Mars is a G. Probably, probably one of my favorite city players. I love that guy. He's a great player. We'll do that at the end. Mm-hmm. True. Please don't yell at me. No. <laughs>
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, like I said, I didn't watch it, but happy Foden scored. Not happy that Holland scored. It's just getting to be a joke at this fucking point. But yeah, good win. And, you know, later in the week, we'll preview probably the matchup of the weekend. City going to Anfield. That's, that's, that is, if, Anf- if Liverpool, that's their last, that's their last hope on the season. I think if they lose that, they might not even get top four. But we'll discuss that after. Uh, we'll discuss it later in the week. 5-1 Newcastle. We got to start. We got to start because we've been saying Newcastle started off the season a lot of draws, and we were both very high on their potential. I think we're starting to see it. I think we're starting to see it. They're a serious, serious team. 5-1 smacked up Brentford. Brentford looking terrible in really bad form right now. I didn't predict 5-1. What was my prediction on this one? Yeah. So, yeah, Newcastle, like I said, this is one of the teams that when I go to St. James Park this year, to me, that's one of the games I have marked on my calendar for Arsenal. It's going to be a very, very tough game. They are a serious, serious uh, player, Newcastle. Right now they're sitting in – what place are they in? Let me check on my – yep, oh, wait, here it is. Yeah, right now they're sitting in sixth place. So I think I had them for a European spot. And, yeah, they're a serious, serious team, man. They're, now they're scoring goals. Yeah, now they're scoring goals. They're picking up wins, and it was a impressive performance from them. That speaks. That speaks volumes about United. Yes, City, right? Oh, no, City, they got a draw. Who'd they lose to? But, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to – right now they're at sixth. I think that's where they're – oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, and that – let's bring that up because the fucking – the whistle was blown three minutes after yesterday. Why did this only happen to Liverpool? So I hear Liverpool whining. Remember, Remember the Newcastle win? That fraudulent fucking win they got? Where where it was, it, they blew the whistle three minutes after the stoppage time was supposed to end, and they tried to give them the the extra three minutes yesterday against Arsenal, you know. So for every little complaint you have about the ref, I have one too, like Simicus fucking elbowing Jesus in the temple intentionally, intentionally, and not getting a card for that. Completely obvious, and not getting a card. So if you want a handball on Gabriel, okay, we'll give it to you. I'll take a red card for Simicus, which it should have been. So. Yeah, it's funny how Liverpool gets three extra minutes of stoppage time every time. That that's hilarious to me. But yeah, let's let's uh let's move on. But yeah, Newcastle's for real. Definitely for real. And uh I think they'll stay around six the entire season. You know, that was kind of my prediction and we're seeing it come to fruition right now. Um I think so. I I, I honestly think so. Um what was our prediction for this one? Yeah. The Europa segment of the week.
So we both got a point out of that. Uh, yeah, I had them scoring nothing. Tony, right? Penalty? Yep. Ivan Tony, where are you? Uh, Brighton, zero. Spurs, one. Not much to talk about this. I knew they were going to go into Brighton and park the bus, and that is what they did. I said over under 44. They got 41% possession. I mean, what is there to say about this? It's just boring, dead football. Boring, boring, dead football. Giving up 60% possession to Brighton and you're supposed to be a top, top team? Sorry, but, you know, I I don't understand how Tottenham fans can be happy with this. They're winning, but these results will catch up. They will catch up. I'm sorry, you can't go into certain places with 40% possession and keep keep winning enough to sustain top four. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen. So I don't really have much to say about this game other than uh, I, I won the prop bet, one. And two, Spurs fans, shut the fuck up with the whining about the Emerson Royal send-off. It was a red card. And you would have lost anyway, with or without Royal. He's fucking garbage, so... Fuck you, Tottenham Spurs fans. So, And the headache the next day. <laughs> the headache the next day. You have to have a headache after watching Conte Ball. I told you he wasn't going to play. Conte did not want him. I'm telling you, he did not want his ass. Yeah, they got to get something out of this season. Otherwise, you play this dead of football, you have to have to get something on this out of this season. Um, definitely. So, I, 
No, they won't. Trophyless. Trophyless FC. That's what I call them. Um, Crystal Palace 2, Leeds 1. Good win for Palace. This was a pretty good game. Leeds definitely had some opportunities in this. Um, it was even for most of the match. And then Eze with a really, really nice goal. Takes takes a great run on a couple defenders. Finishes it in the corner. Uh, I really, really like that. Eze guy, his only thing he needs to add is end product. He doesn't, he doesn't put up enough numbers. And, you know, maybe he'll kick on after this. But, yeah, this was a good win for Crystal Palace. Patrick Vieira, FC. He is. I'm a fan. Yeah, good win. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Vieira, Vieira. That's why I like Crystal Palace. But, yeah, um, good match, though. I really enjoyed watching that game. Uh, Fulham, one. West Ham, three. Is this West Ham starting to kick on like Newcastle starting to kick on? Are you feeling more optimistic about David Moyes and the Hammers? You know, they've really irked you this season. So, what do you think about this result? Skamaka gets me the point. What do we have for predictions on this one? Yeah, he's good. Good striker. Yeah, nah, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You said they're tied with Arsenal and what? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they're not they're not far behind. I mean they're starting to put results together. Um let's let's look at their upcoming fixtures because
Southampton away though. Southampton's away is a is a tricky game. Then you got Liverpool away. Yeah, the, I mean the Burnmouth one I'd probably say is the easiest. But if you look at their next five games, you have Southampton away, tricky game, Anfield away. I mean they could be going to Liverpool. Liverpool dropping more points against City. I highly doubt Liverpool is going to lose that. And then Burnmouth at home, they should get a result there. Manchester United at Old Trafford, and then Palace at home. So those are some tricky games coming up, um, and that's all before the World Cup. So we'll see. I mean, they have to start really, really stringing results together. Um, I think out of those five games, I'm going to say they get. I'm going to say they'll get nine points, which I think would be a good return. Nine points out of those fifteen possible. Uh, I think if they get that, yeah, yeah. I think if they get ten, they're they're that's that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Get get three wins and a, a draw and a loss. Yeah, I think that's that's fine out of those five results. And then you can go into the come back from the World Cup. No, then they have Leicester, and you would expect three from that. So yeah, yeah. I think they'll definitely be climbing the table. I think honestly, I think them and Newcastle will be competing for that like sixth spot. Um, and that'll be a fun little race. And then, you know, when they play Newcastle, that'll be a big, big game. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely interested in them. And like you said, I, I really like this Skamaka guy. This, this, this guy, he was linked with Arsenal. So I, I've definitely always looked at him and, you know, I wanted to see if that was a good link. And as usual, Arteta has a good eye for talent. I think it's a good pickup for them. Um, I also just sent you an alternate angle of the Gabriel handball that Liverpool's crying about. And uh, you can see that it comes off his chest. So once again, I enjoyed drinking your tears this episode, Liverpool. You guys, for such a successful club, are a bunch of bitches. Honestly, whiners, complete whiners. And uh, yeah, you're on my shit list. And I'm glad we slapped you up yesterday. How's Trent's ankles? I hope they continue to hurt him for the rest of the year. Complete bullshit. It was about as legitimate as fucking Varane coming out of the Man City beatdown with his fucking, oh, I hurt my knee. No, you're just a gutless mutt and you couldn't take the pounding. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. crazy and the last one everton one manchester united two ronaldo gets his 700th goal shout out to him hate united but respect that man legend absolute legend good goal as well very good goal great through ball by casemiro casemiro starting to come into his own uh because ten hag is actually playing him what what a fucking concept you pay 60 million for a dm and you act 80 million for a dm and you actually put them in the lineup, and then you get your fruits. Uh, yeah, what a, what a concept. You know, genius, Ten Hag. You know, that's probably what we're going to start hearing again. 
a Warby with a banger. But yeah, I mean, decent performance from United. Um, I have to say, Anthony is looking pretty good. I do have to say that. The dude's finishing ability looks legitimate, unlike Jaden Scampcho, the absolute fraud of the year. Um, yeah, he looks he looks like a good player. And he has he has that uh that gene, that punchable face gene, that absolute shithousery gene that is gonna annoy me. So I'm hoping it's just a purple patch for him because if it's not and if he looks as good and continues to be as good, he's gonna be one of those players that just annoys me for fucking years. But yeah, he, he looks good so far for Manchester United and I was unsure about him, so have to be fair, have to give him his props. It was a good win for United. Uh, so, yeah, good win for United, and that's it. That wraps up the fixtures. Um, we will, you know, Champions League coming up. It's the same fixtures as last week, just, you know, opposite opposite stadiums. So, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm City is going to win easy. Um, <coughs> from what I saw from Milan last week, Chelsea should get another result. They were dreadful. Um, yeah, not 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 too much. Liverpool, I expect to beat Rangers. Rangers were pretty terrible. Anything you're looking forward to uh, in the midweek fixtures for Champions League or, or Europe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, you, yeah, that's a tough draw for for like what one of the first rounds for you guys. Um, actually, the one the one matchup I am interested in is uh, the rematch Barcelona versus Inter, because as much as I hate uh, fraud Salona, they were robbed last week. We got to keep it a buck. They were absolutely robbed last week. Uh, a blatant handball in the box uh, was not given to them, and they also received a a on the other end were part of a robbery where they counted a goal or they no they took away Javi's goal right yeah. Um, Gavi had a goal. I think it was a who who scored the goal for them last week. I don't know. Let me look it up. But yeah, they were part of two terrible, terrible VAR decisions, and they lost last week. So I'm expecting them at home tomorrow to get some revenge on Inter Milan. So I'm looking forward to that one. That's probably the one I'm checking out for. And yeah, that that that's about it for the midweek. Um, I want to end this podcast with uh, ten minutes on on baseball. We got the Yankees. We're both New York Yankees fans. And we have the American League Division Series coming up against the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cole takes the mound game one, which I talk about it all the time. I am not happy with Garrett Cole at all. And I'm extremely, even though Cleveland, I'm going to tell you this right now. Cleveland's lineup outside of Jose Ramirez is complete ass. If Garrett Cole gives up any more than one run, I want a refund on the contract immediately. 
I want him dismissed from Yankee Stadium. There's no possible way you can call yourself the ace, earning $36 million a year and give up more than one fucking run to the Cleveland Guardians. They are abysmal hitting team. Jose Ramirez is a fucking G. But besides that, as an ace, you should be able to shut down that lineup and pitch around him. So I need I need that from Cole because his performances this year, suspect. The performance in the in the wild card game against the Red Sox last year, disgraceful, embarrassing. And I need to see a bounce back in this playoffs. Yes. He gives up the most home runs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like I said, this this Cleveland lineup is fraudulent. They're terrible. So we have three good pitchers going, Cole, Nestor, Severino, and the $36 million man is the, the one I'm most worried about. I'm not worried about Nestor. He will nut up and get a great performance out of him. From what I saw from Severino last, last, uh, last outing where he had a fucking no-hitter going, he looked great. The one I'm worried about is Cole. Cole has to prove himself that he deserved that fucking contract. And uh, yeah, I, I think we win this in, f- I think we win it in three, if I'm being honest. If, if we show up, if the bats show up, which has been the Achilles heel of the Yankees, if we're being honest, while the pitching, while Brian Cashman's inability to put together a great pitching staff continues, it's always been the hitting that has undone us in the last decade. The, the, oh, the Bronx Bombers. Well, it's been in the playoffs, even in that Boston series, even in that Boston series last year, the wild card round, we didn't get it done in clutch moments. They were there for the taking with, even with, with Garrett Cole, not showing up and man, the hitting always falls short. We come up short with the bats. If we are able to hit, This will be an easy, easy sweep, and then we could talk about the Houston Astros, and we have to. We have to put them to bed. We can't let these fucking cheaters continue to own us. I hate them more than the Red Sox now. I'm I'm dead serious.
<laughs> that sucks for you. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine that. And I, I, now I know why you moved. <laughs> Wait, wait, it's a five-game series, so we got to win three games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the wild card round's a three-game where you got to win two, and then division series is five where you got to win three. So, yeah, I'm going sweep. I'm going sweep, and then you set your pitching staff up for the Astros, and I'm hoping the bats come together. Matt Carpenter's supposed to be back. I don't know about Ben Benintendi, but, yeah, I think that's really big. And, you know, hopefully that week off has gotten, you know, DJ LeMayhew um, more healthy, so he will be firing. But, yeah, we need to get the bats going. We need to get the bats going. As worried as I am about Cole, I'm just constantly worried about the bats not showing up because that's what it's been the last decade. You know, even you, you look at those games where the cheaters – we're, we're cheating in 2017 where we we're close to the World Series. We got shut out the last two games. Complete inability to hit with runners on, in scoring position. So we need that. We need Judge. Incredible season. It needs to continue in the postseason. Being a Yankee is about doing it in October. Derek Jeter will tell you. Mariano will tell you. Learn from learn from your elders. Learn from the past greats. Getting it done in October is more meaningful than breaking regular season records. As a Yankee, we have all the fucking records, but you make your name winning in October. Glaber needs to be big. I need it more because I don't want Aaron Hicks anywhere near the fucking lineup. I don't. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. And I'm worried about the bullpen. I really am. Marinaccio got hurt. Chapman decided not to show up. He's a fucking clown. I'm glad we won't be seeing him give up a big postseason home run again because he always fucking does. So bye-bye. Thank you for your service, you fucking fraud. And get the hell out of here. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk about the games as we go on. So big game tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be texting about it. Uh, I love postseason baseball. Postseason baseball is where it's at. So I'm excited for game one tomorrow. And I know this is a soccer podcast, but we're going to talk about teams we love, which includes the New York Giants, who are 4-1 and one motherfuckers, going to London, 
mopping up Aaron Rodgers. So that was big. Um, yeah, yeah, that was big. Four and one Giants, Arsenal win, City's rolling, two top teams in the Premier League, and hopefully the New York Yankees continue the run of, of good success and good form for our for our for our sports teams. Hopefully it continues. And uh yeah, we need it. And uh as we say that, let's uh I brought in a special guest. His name's Timmy Trumpet, and he's going to uh, play a little song for the New York Mets on on the way out. Uh, sorry about sorry about your luck, Mets. I heard all season that you guys were the best team in New York, but uh, there's only one team in New York playing now, and it's the New York Yankees. They're in the division series, and uh, you're not. So, Timmy, come, play play your song. Come here, come here. Uh, play play the song uh, that that song you have for your closer, who you guys. Gave a song to. It took about ten years for Mariano, Mariano to get a song, but you know, apparently in the, in Queens, you have you know half a good season and you get a song and a celebration. And when you're down six zero, you play the song. You play the song in the eighth inning. Embarrassing. So Timmy, Timmy, bring us out of the podcast. Play your little song. Rest in peace, Mets. It was a good run. For the 2022 Mets, the regular season champs, congratulations and goodbye. Rest in peace. End of the podcast. We're out.